0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Antar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. If, if, if you're a Cam Newton and you understand what last year looked like, especially down the stretch, and now you're starting to see that the New England Patriots are making some moves to get you some skilled players, this is your last chance. I don't necessarily know if there was going to be another place other than New England that was going to give him an opportunity to compete to start after what they saw last year. There were times last year, especially early on in the season, you know, you go back to the Seattle Seahawks game and you think to yourself, Cam Newton still has it. This dude can still play and then you look at him down the stretch of the season and i thought to myself he had jerry rice randy moss and terrell owens he still couldn't complete a pass which cam newton will we get with an offseason that kind of understands the offense that's going to be important because if he doesn't ball this could be it hey, that's the case for cam newton no doubt about it brian clark there from espn i believe that was brian clark uh you know just sometimes you got to Give in, Austin Lane. I mean, the Irish jig recital
1: has won the day. Let's establish a couple things right now. First of all, this is a marathon, not a sprint, and I respect it. <laughs> Second of all, these kids' cardio is off the charts. Because if I do this more than five minutes, my calves are going to be swollen like Tyson Aluwalu's calves. <laughs> like they're, they're on their toes the whole time. This is insane. I, just, I can't get over
0: this. This is uh, really good stuff.
1: I mean, yeah. I, I feel like we should judge this. I mean, I see a couple of sashes. I think they call them sashes, right? Yeah, and it I said, think that probably it was, is like a it words says world. Word. It says World Qualifier on I mean, it. Hey, would... World Qualifier. Not regional. We're talking about the world, Brent. If you're watching this from Dublin, <laughs> you got a mix of
0: Ireland and palm trees here on yeah. the video feeds on yeah. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. I don't know if anybody knows this, but they can go back and watch this performance because I'm getting it on video here Spre- yeah, on spread Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. So.
1: Well, and I was very surprised. They're world stars all of a sudden. They don't even know it. I was very surprised the fact that one of the songs that I was playing was Cotton Eye Joe, which is yes. more of a country song. Yeah, I feel very like good. straight from the Jock Jams Mega Mix, I was, but Cotton, Cotton Eye Joe made an appearance today in the Irish Pretty season. happy that we knew that one. Yes. Uh, still old.
0: waiting to get out there and show our chops. I'm good here on I'm uh all set. On this front, uh, let's talk football at five here. Action Sports Jackson on ESPN 690. Brett Martin, Austin, later live at Collain's Irish Pub. Uh, yeah, recital is uh, broken out. Okay. And so, it, you, you get some intel here? It is
1: confirmed that their feet are hurting. Okay, so it's not like. <laughs> I was yeah. wondering that. I was like, yeah. they're not used to performing on concrete. Well, and they're not wearing like supportive shoes. They're essentially like a piece of leather on the bottom of your foot, and that's about it. So, uh, so you, guys, you guys are he a lot tougher than him. He looks tough, him. though, doesn't he? No, but he's not don't tough. Don't get it at twisted. All. I'm not tough at all.
0: Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're toughing this one out. Gonna have to put uh, a little Epsom salt in <laughs> the, the bath tonight <laughs> yep. uh, for the feet. Oh, no doubt about it. Hey, we we're talking about Gardner Minshew. Yeah. You just mentioned Ian you know, Rappaport said, uh, could yep. teams be calling about Gardner Minshew? Uh, let's just start with this. Would they be calling about him as a depth play because maybe he wants out and his agent has let him know that? Or would they be calling about him as a starting quarterback?
1: Man, that's. Uh. that's a, I, I mean, well, first of all, that's a great question, Brent. But we gotta say right now, it's about to get a little more intense up in it here is. because straight from the Departed soundtrack, now we have the Dropkick Murphys with shipping off to Boston. This could be the, the grand finale right here. Like you know, what like fireworks show they put all the, the the big fireworks at the end. I mean, if you're playing Dropkick Murphys right now, expect maybe some backflips. I don't know what these kids are capable of doing. But they better bring it now. Yeah, are, are. good songs playing. I'm amped up for this segment. I figure we should have dropkick Murphys behind our show all the time. And you better believe it. With that being said, though, Brent, I mean, I don't know. If you're Gardner Minshew, obviously there's probably some hostility built up from how it transpired last year with their injury, right? And maybe him, Doug Marone, and Gruden were not on good terms. But keep in mind right now, if it's a brand-new coaching staff, it's a brand-new regime. So does that at least give you, you know, the – the optimism to give them a chance, I would think so, but maybe he wants out, maybe he's done in Jacksonville, maybe this is more of his agent's request, but I think if you're Gardner Minshew right now and you look around the league, there's not a lot of places where you're going to be the starting quarterback in the NFL, so you don't have the worst situation here in Jacksonville, bringing a first year guy in, but I guess if there's a better one out there, he should probably pursue it. If you're Gardner Minshew, do you want out? I just don't see the, no. I mean, I think I would be where I'm comfortable, where I've had success for a little bit, and I know there's a rookie guy coming in. Now, this rookie guy coming in could be the next Andrew Luck or the next Hall of Famer, but at least he's still a rookie, and he's going to have to earn his stripes, let's just say. Uh, if I'm Gardner Minshew, I-, I like that. What about Miami? Miami is definitely interesting because they lose Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously. To a tongue of Viola is not a proven thing. Miami makes a lot of sense. Now you just mentioned it.
0: What if you're going to trade? Did the Jets bring somebody else in along with Darnold? Because if even if you got like Watson or something like that, or you go get a young guy, you could still have Mizzou potentially as a bridge guy or just in case. Yeah.
1: That if could, you trade away Darnold. No, for sure. Now, um, if you trade away
0: Darnold, then you go get Watson, then maybe that makes less sense because yeah, now yeah. Mitch was in the same situation.
1: Yeah, exactly. But you have to think, too, it's not like it going to cost a lot to probably trade for him. I mean, I, I've been very adamant about this. I would trade him for a fourth or maybe even a fifth. But yeah. to me, like, I don't just trade him straight up for a six-round pick because that's what you got him at, and, and there's value there.
0: I look at Baltimore. I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns?
1: No, because they, they're invested in a, oh, the, the they had the ba- Case Keenum. Case yeah. Keenum
0: yep. I don't know what they are in year two of Case Keenum's deal, well, but yeah. uh, Cincinnati is the same situation as here, quite frankly. Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee uh, for Gardner Minshew. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, you know, brissett has gone in Indianapolis. Does Indianapolis make any sense? Does trading uh-huh. them within the division make any sense?
1: Miami makes a lot of sense. To, I
0: mean, Miami probably makes the most sense of I'm all guys. If I'm going to be true,
1: Miami makes a lot of
0: Of all the sense. teams I just said. What, what about New Orleans? And the Broncos, keep in mind. I mean, the Broncos are interesting. They could they can open
1: things up. What about New Orleans? I mean, I get Winston's going to be the guy, but still. Well, or Winston, and you got Taysom Hill. I mean, yeah, what else do you need there? I mean, I don't true. see that. But, I mean, you're playing a Sean Payton offense, though. You know, How about learning. Dallas? Just in case with Dak. You, got a, you yeah. lost Andy Dalton. Do you know who their backup there is right now? No, I don't think anybody yeah. because they lost Dalton. That's a good point. Yeah. Dallas is a possibility. So what's interesting here is if you're Gardner Minshew. Hey, real quick, Andy Dalton or Gardner Minshew, who are you taking? I actually like
0: I like Gardner Yeah. in that. Yeah. I mean, he's younger. There's a more unknown, and I kind of like the unknown. And, again, I'm going to stand by what I've said. I'm going to be consistent with what I've said. I've been a supporter of Gardner Minshew for the most part, and I think he can win games in the NFL for you. I think what he didn't either have a chance to prove or didn't do it enough quickly enough is that he can be an upper echelon guy. He had a small window to do that. He didn't show us that. But I really do think he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL, and he's still a young player. I think he has deficiencies. I know there are a lot of people that disagree with me on that. That's fine. I'm going to stand in the – sand here and and say, I think the guy can play quarterback. I mean, listen, you're talking about Tyrod Taylor getting all the, and these kind of guys, and Andy Dalton getting these $10-$12 million deals, I think Gardner Minshew can be those guys easy. Yeah. Easy. You know, if you're talking about Tyrod Taylor being a bridge guy in Houston, which I guess Houston's going to consider that if that's, you know, if they get rid of Deshaun Watson they could potentially lose like uh, or go get a young quarterback. I'd rather have hands down Gardner Minshew then Tyrod Taylor
1: sure
0: so yeah I mean that's what his future is he might be this bridge guy that gets a chance I mean I could very well see him having the career that like Ryan Fitzpatrick has he bounces around he goes in he gets the job done he gets you excited but he doesn't get you excited enough so then he bounces to another team and another team says wow well he still does get it done so I, I think that's the career Gardner Minshew might be looking at and uh I I do get if Minshew wants out of here. I I think he doesn't see a future for himself with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And, by the way, the Jags might mock Minshew out of here because they could be exploring veteran quarterbacks for Trevor Lawrence as more of a tutor and a mentor to him,
1: like Alex Smith. Yeah. No, and that's a fantastic point as well, Brent. And, you know, with all due respect to Gardner Minshew, because you know how I feel about the guy too. I mean, I, I, I love everything that guy's about. Um, I really wish it would have worked out in Jacksonville for him uh, because I think he's a a solid dude. But you have to wonder what Urban Meyer really thinks about him. You know, I mean, is he a little bit of a distraction as a backup quarterback? Um, You know, being the story from last year and the injury and then, you know, just his personality, his personality, his demeanor. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it could be a lot for maybe some coaches or some teams. So maybe they're just trying to get rid of a distraction as well. Yeah, and some people are saying San Francisco,
0: as uh, asked about San Francisco, even Tampa. Mm as a potential as a, yeah, but, spot to back up. But Blaine seems, uh, you know, Arians and Blaine seem to be tied at the hip. They really so, do. See, yeah, something about Gabbard that they like, right? Yeah. yeah and I right. don't even know what his contract situation no is. No idea.
1: But I, I get the sense that regardless of what it is, they find a way to keep Blaine Gabbard just because Bruce Arians Who did San
0: Francisco him. bring in? Oh, they brought in, uh, what's his, uh, Rosen. They all right Josh Rosen. So they yeah. got Rosen on their roster. It doesn't mean they want him to be there. But yeah. just saying, I knew they brought somebody in. So that's, uh, that's another example of it. Uh, so, anyway, the, I guess there's some scuttlebutt about some conversations revolving around uh, Gardner Minshew, according to Ian Rappaport. That's why we're on this topic. Could it lead to something? Is it uh, uh, serious? We don't know. We're going to get back. Uh, I think the recital is over for now, or it might just be a break. I think it's a little break right now. But, I, th- I think everyone's getting rehydrated and getting ready to go back. We'll jump back in front of the camera for now. Impressive, uh, though. Assume the position. Impressive, I nonetheless. I guess. So, uh, there we go. That was a heck of a thing. You're yeah. very big on the camera now, probably. Sorry. You might want hey, <laughs> to in
1: back. Whoa, hey, are Went I big on the camera. Come on now, man. Uh, what are we so, talking about?
0: Hey, let me talk AFC South real quick. Yeah. What do you think? Um, have the Jags improved their status in the AFC South? In uh, terms of where they're going to finish? Well... Okay, Indianapolis and Tennessee are the class of the South right now. Yes, they're not running away with anything. Indianapolis has question marks again. I mean, Wentz, What's he going to be? Yeah. Tennessee, is their run? Have they reached their their peak? Right? Are you going to get any kind of better year out of Derrick
1: Henry? I mean, I can mean, you do it again? Well, then? Brent, we keep doubting the guy and say, like, well, he can't repeat last year. He can't. Well, he seems to go above and beyond every single year. So. Who's to say that Derrick Henry can't even have a better season than he did last year? Like, I'm I'm not going to count against that guy until he proves me wrong. I'm going to be honest. Yeah,
0: well, and, and that's fair enough. I mean, I just don't know if he's going to do what he did. You sure. know, I mean, there's got to be a little bit of a backtrack for Derrick Henry based yeah. off a 2,000-yard season. And Tannehill, as Tannehill played his best football, is he going to keep ascending? So, right, there's no doubt. Listen, they're clearly ahead. Yes. And, and I like the Dupree signing for Tennessee. They they struggled rushing the passer, yes. uh, Bud Dupree. Uh, from uh, Pittsburgh. Now they get him on an injury, so you kind of wonder, coming off the ACL, what that will be. Even if the Jags had got him, I'd, I'd be curious. But they go out and get him. The Colts were pretty quiet in free agency, and Houston is just like real. Houston. Houston's just, just go see their Twitter. It's
1: Houston. Houston, we have a problem. Yep. It is what it is. So. Okay, Houston
0: has dropped to the bottom of the division. Yes. It feels like. Yes. How much have the Jags closed the gap with what they've done to improve their defense in the last couple of days only, and knowing that they're going to have Trevor Lawrence, and that they have a new regime change with Urban Meyer?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, so here's the thing. I think eventually, I mean, obviously, eventually the the gap's got to be closed. That's how the NFL works. You can't be bad forever. So I think in the next two or three years, we're talking about a Jacksonville Jaguars team that's contending for a division title. I think this year where it sits right now, yes, the roster has been updated. Um, It's been replenished, especially on that defense. You like what you see there, but I still feel like the Colts and Titans, where they sit right now on paper, are, are, are still a class ahead. Um, of the Jaguars. Now, we got to keep in mind as well, this is Urban Meyer's first go-around here. How is the team going to respond to all the changes? How is the team going to respond to his coaching philosophies and just his style? There's, there's a lot of questions that need to be asked still. Uh, and meanwhile, you have a pretty consistent thing in Indianapolis with a new quarterback, but uh, you know a pretty consistent year-in, year-out um, team with Indianapolis and also the Titans as well.
0: Yeah, so I, I think the bottom line is, let's start here. Let's start very simple. The Jags got better at quarterback, or they're going to. (laughs) Not on the roster yet. They're going to get better at quarterback. And they are going to be, we think, because you can't be much worse, better against the run. And so if you take an Indianapolis team that has a good offensive line, Jags got beefier up front guys that are brought in to stop the run. You take Derrick Henry 2,000 yards and what Tennessee wants to do and smash mouth you to death. Mm -hmm. The
1: Jags got better defending the AFC South. Fair enough? Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it had to be done because and that once again not sure what Houston's going to be doing. I mean, they still have David Johnson, so I'm sure he would be a, a pretty vital role in that offense, regardless of who the quarterback's going to be. But when you got guys like Derrick Henry, you got guys like Jonathan Taylor now, and Naeem Hines at uh, Indianapolis, you got to stop the run, man. So yeah, that that was addressed, I think, at least from the signings. Now, you know, the can it correlate to the play on field? We will see. But I like that they already addressed it, and they know, listen, if we wanted to win the division here, we got to stop the run.
0: If you look at the quarterbacks in the AFC, see, the Jags are going to get better than Houston just because it looks like Deshaun Watson's going to find himself out of the division, and they're still a mess internally anyway. They've got a couple years probably to get back on track. The Jaguars really have a chance now over the next couple of years, like the rest of the division, too, to separate themselves. From Houston, you know, which really could expand into like a five-year window Mm -hmm. because this could be a long rebuild it looks like in Houston. I mean, they got a lot of problems. And even if they land a quarterback, it will take a little bit because they just don't have a lot there uh, from an infrastructure standpoint. They seem like they're so messy in a lot of ways. But the thing is, how quick can you close the gap and then maybe pass Tennessee? Well, We've had this conversation in the past, even before free agency, where the window looks like it could be just the next couple years, even if all goes well in Tennessee. I mean, how much longer can Derrick Henry do it? That's a legitimate question, even if he does it for another two years. How long can you keep an offensive line that's as good as Indianapolis? And what if the experiment doesn't work with Carson Wentz? That backtracks them. So there might be windows of opportunity to catch the other teams where the Jags sit. And the reason being is because of Trevor Lawrence. They immediately could have the best quarterback situation in the AFC South. Houston's is unknown. Indianapolis's is a little bit of a question mark and mystery. And Ryan Tannehill, while good, is never going to be considered the prospect yeah. or the ceiling of a Trevor Lawrence.
1: And Jaguars fans, feel free to earmuff it. But you, you know how I felt about Tennessee last year. I had them winning the division just because I felt like in a time with COVID-19 and the season being completely different, I felt like the team that – knew who they were the most and had the identity part down was the Tennessee Titans. Now, it was ironic because, yeah, they pounded the rock, and we saw that in the playoffs. We saw Derrick Henry go over 2,000 yards. But what I didn't anticipate was their defense really taking a step back, a a, a giant step back, um, especially during the regular season. So I see a team like Tennessee uh, with Ryan Tannehill, who we're always going to be critical of. I mean, it's just as simple as that. But I see a team like Tennessee where if they figured out some pieces on defense – I don't expect them to take too many steps backwards, much less you're going up Jaguars fans. And assuming that Derrick Henry can keep doing the dang thing, and I just said, I'm not going to count Derrick Henry out until he proves me wrong because he's that good. In Indianapolis' case, you know, you have a team, solid offensive line, plays great defense. The biggest question mark there is the quarterback position. Are you going to get Carson Wentz with the yips? Or are you getting Carson Wentz uh, that we saw his second year in the NFL, MVP caliber worthy? That's a big question mark as well. I think right now where it sits, I think Tennessee is going to be the little more consistent team through the next couple years, and the Colts could be the ultimate boomer bust team.
0: The Jaguars' offense is the strength of their team right now on paper because you're going to have Trevor Lawrence coming in. You have a running back that had 1,400 yards from scrimmage. You have a Pro Bowler, a DJ Charkin, an offensive line that you like. If they can add another playmaker, how dynamic can they be in this division? Because, listen, Corey Davis is gone from Tennessee, right? But uh, Johnny yeah. Smith is gone no, from yeah. Tennessee.
1: No, they so. both are. But I mean, let's say let's, Corey Davis was—he was good when he was good. He was he, good was, this, he, he this was year. He was never consistent, though. I mean, yeah. we're talking zero catches some games, and all of a sudden six catches for two touchdowns. You know, it was just—it's hard to gauge Corey. Davis. My point is, outside of Tannehill's pretty good play, and outside
0: of Derrick Henry's outstanding play, yeah, what makes Tennessee's offense dynamic? See, they, they were really good for like a year and a half stretch. You know, if you go back to the two years ago, the second half of that season, Tannehill caught fire. They started, and then last year, I think they were like top five
1: in point scored. Yeah, are they that kind of team still? Is my question. No, I think what I mean, what makes Tennessee dynamic is Derrick Henry because it's the threat of the run. Now they they have AJ Brown who seems to be you know coming on as maybe a top ten, uh, maybe even like a top five receiver down the line because that guy. I mean, the guy's automatic. It seems like. So you have that. Besides that, I mean, you got Khalif Raymond, um, Rashard Davis. I mean, you don't have a lot of household names. But once again, when you have the threat of the run like the Tennessee Titans do, and you play that smash-mouth physical brand of football on offense, that makes the the throwing game so much easier. And, and that's what they live and die by. Now, you saw a little more of, a, of an open offense last year and Derrick Henry going on a little bit and them using Corey Davis a little more. Um, and I believe they had Humphreys as well, if I'm not mistaken, or like the, the slot guy. But they're always going to be a threat on offense just because of Derrick Henry. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and until he keep, until somebody figures out a way to stop him, slow him down, uh, you run like that, you're always a threat to score some points and make everybody else around you better. He's he's a situation where Derrick Henry is one of the few players outside of the quarterbacks that makes everybody else better. Yeah. Because if he runs like he can't run. Well, they become so dynamic everywhere else with play action and all the rest of it. Uh, that's just not always the case uh, with a running back position. Even if I mean, you have a good running back, yeah. yeah, they always make you better. But they don't make you that dangerous. Derrick Henry does that to the Tennessee he, Titans.
1: He's one of the only guys known about the running back position that you actually have to tailor your defense and change personnel to stop him. We saw that with Joe Collins. Um, and then that Ravens defense this past year in the playoffs where they had to change out their entire personnel because they want to stop Derrick Henry and try to win. Well, the Jaguars have remade their defense in part to stop Derrick
0: Henry, but the run game of everybody in the NFL, we'll see if it works. Definitely improved on paper, a big emphasis along the way, and like you said, Joe Cullen coming over from Baltimore. He's got experience in big-time games against Derrick Henry, and the Titans have to face him twice a year now hey more to come what else is happening in the nfl including the garter Minshew rumors and thoughts uh we just hit on a little bit ago day three of the free agent frenzy on the way live from cohen's irish pub happy st patrick's day a lot going on here hope you're having a fantastic day we are on espn 690
1: Austin Lane. I had braces. I still have my permanent retainer in. It's been knocked out twice. Brent Martineau. So, so it's twice. not Once, stuck in there. <laughs> Once, uh, no, it's not stuck so in there. Not- Action Sports Jacks on ESPN
0: 690. You know, if you have to ask the question, is Andy Dalton an upgrade, he's probably not. Um, he is a really good quarterback, but I think the Chicago Bears are, are, are going to be looking for a new general manager and a new uh, head football coach. They had one opportunity this offseason to try to save their jobs. And if they're going to go down with Andy Dalton,
1: God bless them guys. Ooh, Wouldn't have been right. my choice.
0: Uh, I don't know if that's a good one. Uh, if I got a good gauge on that one. That wasn't... Nah, it wasn't. Uh, I'm going to just get... That wasn't Jay Williams. I was, was going to say Jay Williams. I don't Williams. think it was Jay Williams. Though. No. Because uh, it sounded like it was in a studio show. It was,
1: but it was uh, D'Angelo Hall. Ah,
0: yeah, that would have been uh, huh. a tough one for me to get. D'Angelo Hall. Not happening. Hey, we're live at Colhane's Irish Pub, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, everybody having some fun here. Yeah, we got you a know? bunch of
1: balloon swords out, Brent. Yeah,
0: balloon swords are out. You know what I feel like I'm at? I just, It, it just hit me. You ever been to, like, I don't know, like, we had a lot of cousins growing okay. up, okay? Yeah, sure. Like, I talk about, like, a little Irish heritage. Uh, yeah. My mom's maiden name McPeak. Well, she had six brothers and sisters, all redheads, by the way.
1: Yeah. Wow. Uh,
0: and my one aunt, some would say aunt, uh, <laughs> she had seven kids, all redheads. Wow. And so... Well, you know, when you go to Thanksgiving or Christmas around there or maybe it's a summer cookout, yeah, you got a lot of people. Yeah. And a lot of kids. Yeah. And at one point, like when you reach like teenage years, yeah. they just start like circling around you <laughs> and, and you're like, Who are these people? Like you For don't sure. even know their names. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah.
1: where did this kid come from? You see him like once a year. Like, this, who does this belong some to? Some kid is one out of the woods. <laughs> Like no one's seen them in a year. Hey, you guys, what's going on? They're like, oh, we have no well, idea. Well, I kind of feel like that's the case here. Yeah. Like we've got like it's a giant Brett Martin family reunion. <laughs> this is like a recital
0: here. There are kids ages like five to fifteen putting well, on a performance. Yeah. But they're like well, circling around. It'd be the sure radio to shows the twelve-year-olds
1: too because they're upset that you didn't say they even say they're twelve. When yeah. I I like hey, we're uh, actually twelve because you called them five or six. They'll appreciate that later. Yeah, they will. Yeah, that's a compliment where we come from.
0: Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we are here at Colleen's Irish Pub. There's some word that Governor Ron DeSantis is here as well. Okay. Uh, made a stop by. Uh, there's a lot happening. That's the end of that's the bottom line. There's a lot there happening. There. You thought you thought it was a free agent frenzy. It's well, a St. Patrick's Day frenzy. Imagine here at if the free book. agent
1: frenzy happened today with everything mean, that was transpiring. And, and we're trying to read off the names of the Jaguars are signing. Tyson Al-Wahu's coming to town. We got Irish dancing in the back. We got kids. all It would be crazy. It would be a little too much for me. I think.
0: I'm going to ask you this question again. I'm going to I'm going to say uh, kind of in a different way. If you're Gardner Minshew's agent yeah. right now, are you asking the Jaguars to shop around? Because the the Ian Rappaport report said, hey, some teams might be calling and might have some interest in Minshew. Yeah. But that can be sparked by two different, or three different parties, really. Minshew himself, his agent, his camp, the Jags, or another team. So if you're his agent, do you say, hey, you're my agent, or And and, you, and I'm Gardner Minshew. Hey, man, it's in your best interest to get out of there. Uh, yeah. Things were a little weird last year. It, you probably run your course and what you're going to do there. They're going to Trevor Lawrence. You know you're a backup if you stay there. Uh, you're probably not going to get an opportunity for the next contract that takes place. Listen, we can try to get you to Miami. You go to Miami, they're not sold on Tua. What happens if they're not? You come in, you've had some success, bam, you play there. Go to San Francisco. They're not sold at Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, Dak Prescott coming off an injury. Go to Dallas. We might have some windows where you might not be the starter coming out of camp. But you might get these Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of opportunities, and that will grow your profile and give you a second chance. If you want a second chance at 24, 25 years old to be a quarterback and be a starting quarterback in the league, you're not getting it in Jacksonville. Yeah. Would you be advising me to say, hey, let me go see if we can make something else work?
1: Yeah. If uh, if I'm a, if you know if I'm Gardner Minshew's agent, and you're Gardner Minshew. I'm definitely telling you, hey, let's go try to turn over every single rock and let's see every option here. Because that's my job as an agent. It's to give you the best situation possible in order to make you more money and in return then I make more money. And when you talk about making money, there comes a time in every quarterback's life in the NFL, well, most of the quarterbacks, where you accept the fact that, hey, you're now a backup quarterback. You know, like you're not going to be expected to start anymore. Teams will bring you on, and you could have a a very long and lustrous career, but you're a backup quarterback. I think Chad Hendy understands that. Guys like Chase Daniels understand that. Minshew's not at that point yet. Gardner Minshew right now is going on his, what, his third year? Yeah, he's going on his third third year year in in the NFL, and I still think he believes, I think his agent believes, that he can still be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So in order to, to, to purvey that, and to prove that, you've got to put your client in the situation where he can maybe be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Now, if he was to stay in Jacksonville, let's knock on any wood that we can find, and if Trevor Lawrence was to get hurt, well, obviously that gives you an opportunity if you're Gardner Minshew. But the odds are slim. You have better odds if you go to spots like Miami, spots like Denver, where the chances of starting are better, and therefore if you start, you probably make more money. So, yeah, I think his agent right now is trying to shop all avenues, um, trying to work every single deal that he can to get Gardner Minshew the best possibility to start again in this league. Yeah,
0: and I think that's something that you want to do. And, and Listen, if I was Gardner Minshew, I'd be a little, still a little ticked off at last year. I, I don't know how much of that should be on himself, um, because we really don't know all the details. But I viewed that as... He got in a doghouse. They wouldn't let him out of the doghouse. I, I, I was more on Minshew's side. It didn't make sense yeah. what they were doing. Now, it turns out that if he had played, maybe they win more games and they don't end up with Trevor Lawrence. So, at the end of the day, thanks for the sacrifice, Carter Minshew, really, because it turns out better, most likely, for Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. But, again, I mean, I, I I wouldn't be that happy if I was him. and. and This is a guy that has a chip on his shoulder. You know, I I told you, I've I've been to his hometown, and when we went home to his hometown, did that story. There were so many folks in that town of Brandon, Mississippi, that even after the success at Washington State, even after the opportunity, that rookie year that he got when Foles went down, there were people that are still ticked off at the way things went down from high school to college, and that Mississippi State and Ole Miss and others didn't offer, you know? And so... I think you carry that. I mean, there's some things that say, all right, forgive and forget, or a grudge, get over it, whatever it is. But things can bother you, and some things, from a principal standpoint, bother you more than others. Yeah. And that was a huge year last year for Gardner Mitchell. Yeah. I mean, it was a huge missed opportunity. Again, self-inflicted, perhaps, with some poor play. Self-inflicted, perhaps, with the injury, and maybe even a hidden injury, perhaps. But the inability to get back on the field consistently over the last six weeks of the season when he was healthy really hurt the future of Gardner Minshew in the NFL at least as we see it right now
1: yeah and you know it it hurt him that season in terms of the long run in terms of teams maybe be turned off because however it happened last year with the coaching staff and disagreements with Gardner Minshew I don't think that's the case I've never hung out with a guy You know, I've interviewed him once. Um, Obviously, I I followed his career pretty closely. I've been a fan of his. I think knowing Gardner Minshew, though, there's still that chip on his shoulder. There's still that drive to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, And I think that's the honest conversation that he's going to have with himself right now. So if that's the case, it's not going to be here unless something catastrophic happens. So you go to somewhere where we have a better shot of doing it. So I do think his agent's trying to shop him. I think Minshew's open to being shopped. Uh, and I think we go from there.
0: I'm going to totally do a pivot here. And I was just thinking about this. Before I came over, I was TV shopping. Okay. And uh, had a little bit of a window. And yep. we're redoing, like, our living room. And so and our TV has, like, one of those deadly, like, lines in it. You know, like. Oh, like, We yeah. got, like, there's, this red line there's down. There's like, no going back. Like, just all the way. Down. I don't even know what that means. Did, did you put a marshmallow through it or something? No. Okay. But we did say today. I told the kids Sunday night we will have. One final game of marshmallow baseball ball on the in the living room on that surface because it's getting resurfaced.
1: Oh, so taking
0: the carpet out. Astro-turf? Uh, put
1: Astroturf. There we go. In. That better, would be so awesome. B- better surface, better <laughs> be grip. So awesome. That's gonna be a slippery surface yeah. instead. Okay. Well, uh, careful now. It's like
0: the, the It's not hardwood, but whatever they call the fake hardwood now. I got you. you know? Well,
1: careful with marshmallow <laughs> baseball. Are you guys so, still playing that, by the way? Uh, we
0: haven't played in a long time, but we are going to have a ceremonial last game. Okay. At least on this surface. Yeah. But long story short. The uh, by the way, a marshmallow might have damaged the TV. I don't even know. But the You're TV, pretty hard we need hit. a new TV. So sure. I go shopping for a TV. Yeah. Is that like the hardest thing to do? Like I'm Ooh. in the TV business. Yeah, am yeah. On the TV, I, yeah. I don't even know what to
1: look for I, to was, get a new TV. I was just gonna say this for a guy who is the essentially the face of Jacksonville, who's always on the TV, who works with TVs every single day of his life. I've never met a guy who works with so many TVs and has no idea what to look for in a TV. Like, when I asked you, is it a 4K? What would you get? He's like, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't. I Here's what I said. Here's how I went shopping. Like, I, no, I, I you actually do scouted. do any research? The, you did research. No, um. I, sc-
0: I can't. I get a headache. Like, <laughs> I, I scout every, by the way, every TV says 4K now. Yeah. Every TV yeah. says, like, smart TV. Yeah. You know, I get the sizing. Do you want a 55-inch, 65-inch, 75, whatever it is. Sure. Uh. But then, you know, you get your Sony's and your Samsungs and, and whatever else. Now, what did you get? Uh, I did up. Uh, I'll tell you in a okay, bit. Okay, okay. So you got LG, yep, right? Yep. Uh, and so you've got LG, which is OLED. They have, like, this OLED model. Which, okay, okay. Yeah. But then you have Samsung. They have QLED. Okay. All right. And okay. then they've got, like, four different variations of that, like the Q60, Q70, Q80. Sure, sure. q So a couple of weeks ago. I go into, like, Best Buy, and I said, hey, just show me what TV I should get to this young lady. (laughs) And she's like, well, this is probably what you want. She takes me to the Samsung QLED. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see the difference. You're going to spend a lot if you want the Q90 series. Q60 is a little bit lower. Obviously, 75 inches more expensive. All that stuff. I get it. So then I kind of forgot. I took some pictures. I was like, I'm going to research Never researched it. I go back in today. and I had a little bit of time and I'm like all right we're getting we're going to do this next week we're do I got to get a TV by okay. like next week so okay. I got to get on the horn here and uh so I, I'm I'm, sh- I'm looking around. I'm like, I can't figure this out. Like yeah. My buddy back home, I asked him, I was like, come on, man, you watch TV all the time. What kind of TV should I get? Like, what's the difference? He's like, ah, I got a buddy on that. So he tells me I'm looking at They all look the same. Like, oh, that's again, true. they all say like the same thing. Yeah, glare, there's yeah. more color. They I mean, all look good in the store. Yeah, they all look better wrong, than my man. TV in the store. Yeah. So this this kid helps me out. And he basically says, uh, I said, come on, just tell me which one to buy. Yeah. I was like, seriously, just tell me which TV to buy. Like, I don't care if you get commission or <laughs> well, not. I was, was going to say, you got to be buy. careful
1: of the commission uh, well, part, I mean, of course,
0: I'm, there's a price point in here. Yeah, yeah. But, and they have, like, these new frame TVs. Like, did you see? Like, they've got a frame around. Okay. All right? And okay. so, that so like, so when that, they're off. they're thin, you mean? Or? Uh, they're I guess they're a little bit. Th- they go flush to the wall. Yeah, yeah. But it looks like a picture frame on the wall. Ah, if it, and you could put, like, a picture image in when the TV's not off. Interesting. I mean, not on. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, okay. Then that's kind of cool. We're going to hang this thing on the wall. So, I mean, I kind of like the idea of this. Yep. He says, yeah, but you're paying this much. This guy was good, by the way. Help okay. me out. He's like, you're paying this much for the frame, and the TV's really the equivalent of this TV over here. Okay, so he, he's helping you out He's then. helping me out. Okay. So then he takes me to the, the that QLED series, and he says, hey, this is really good. But they're updating that series, and so you're probably going to have to pay a little more. So then he takes me over to this. He said, I think this is the best deal going right now. To the Sony TV, yep. and it's this whatever, 900 series, blah, 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 Flex. Bright pictures. Sony's Flex, yep. Uh, You know, no glare, whatever it is. The, and the, the, I said, okay. Flex, I'm telling you, yeah. I was the easiest sales sale for this guy ever. I said, okay. <laughs> We'll so, take that one. Yeah. He said he had like three left. It was like, all right. He's, it was like 500 bucks off. Yeah. I'm in, baby. Done. So I bought a TV in a matter of like five minutes, and it's all because of that nice gentleman. Did guy. you buy that
1: insurance? No. Brent. Brent.
0: I, I was told a long time ago, and I'm not sure if this is accurate, but Brand. I think this is, this is a belief of, of – I'm not a strong
1: believer in it, but yeah.
0: I take the risk on the insurance. I've always been told the insurance stuff's kind of a waste of money.
1: Okay, okay. With warranty? Well, yeah, you got to warranty. That's year? Well, why. Okay, so you're okay, bridging yeah, the gap. Yeah. And okay.
0: Most of the time, yep. Yeah, if you play the percentages, yep. if you play the trends, I think the insurance stuff's a waste of money. Now, okay. I might be dead wrong. Okay. Let me know if you think I'm wrong. I mean, yeah. you're probably a better shopper than me. Sure. So I stay away from the insurance. And it wasn't even a hard sell on the insurance. Usually they'll hard sell you on yeah, the insurance. Yeah. They're like, yeah, it that wasn't. makes
1: sense. And, and the install, you, you had them do it, I hope? I did because we actually yeah. were
0: going to put it up because we have the folks coming over to help with the living room. Yeah. And so I was like, they said they could help. And I said, you know what? I feel like i got a better deal on this thing. Yeah. I'll pay the whatever it is. No, to, I mean, that, that it's makes It's not a difference, anything crazy, by because
1: the Because then you're getting the best pro, like possible picture quality. Because like, they, they go in the settings and change everything so yeah. it fits your, fits your room. And Isn't it crazy? I'm a TV guy, but I don't even know how to set my own TV up. I, I'm trying to kind of be like, what would that be like for me? It, it, it would be like... Me being an MMA guy, but I'm not familiar with, like, a brand of gloves. Like, I was believe really like, you I know my gloves, man. Do you know your gloves? Oh, up? I know my gloves. Or do yeah. you have to lean on somebody and be like, no, hey, these are the best gloves, Austin. No, I know my gloves, man. Winning or I mean, do res. you have to go get go ask Corey Masvidal to be like, <laughs> are these the best gloves? First of all, I'm not asking Corey Masvidal anything. <laughs> if, if anything I'm going to ask him for an apology from Super Bowl weekend in Radio Row. I do think, though. Like, I believe that if you went into
0: Best Buy and bought a TV, you'd love the TV no matter which one you bought. That's true. But they make it so hard to buy. Like, I don't think there's a bad TV out there anymore. That's
1: my point. No, it's essentially like buying a puppy. Like, they I mean, if you buy a certain breed of puppy, like, there's ten the same breeds of puppy. If you buy a lab, there's ten labs there. Which one do I pick? They're all the same. All right. Coos, did you just bump up the music real loud to shut us up? Dude, don't try to bump me up when I'm talking dogs. i tell you that right now. <laughs> I turned the music just up. Got, yeah. You just turned it from like four to eight in our ear. You blew my eardrums out. Don't try to play me off. All I'll right, we're live in Colhade's Irish Pub. We'll be back at the SBC. I'm going because I right. want to go.
0: It feels great. Uh, These guys play their tails off. It's, you know, we, we have so much respect for Huntsville uh, in many ways. Uh, our program we, we built to try and mirror how they play what they do and, and uh, to have to, to go through really a, you know what I would consider one of the you know Titans Division of basketball it was it was,
1: it was neat for us. All I heard was Titans. Yeah, but don't worry don't get scared
0: of that. That was Coach Warner who you interviewed yesterday. Oh I believe. yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, congratulations to Flag they, they won, they're yep. on to the Elite Eight. Yep. You know one of the schools in the Elite Eight? No. Give me the all-timer for Gene Smith drafting
1: and Co- adding a player. Colorado School of the Mines. Yes, sir. Let's go.
0: Colorado School of the Mines Let's is in go. the Elite
1: Eight. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had time to come out of the mine and play some basketball?
0: <laughs> Colorado School of the Mines must okay. be a pretty good pr- athletic program. Yeah. like I, It's not the first... The first time I'd ever heard of him was when Gene Smith picked somebody from there.
1: I yep. should know the name. Well, I think it, it was a tight end. Nope. It was a defensive end. Oh, was it defensive yeah. end? Do you remember his name? I, no. No. <laughs> I started locking with him for a training camp. I can't remember the dude's name. Uh, we should go Sorry, back and do a where are you now story. I've got to look it up quick.
0: Well, then I recently have heard more about Colorado School of Mines. I think their athletic program overall isn't bad. And now they're in the uh, Division II Elite Eight. Flagler, though, congratulations. This is an awesome year for Flagler. Yeah. If you watch any of that game, the highlights in that game, they were terrific. And Jacek Lati. we saw him, I saw him up close against UNF. Flagler beat UNF this year. They beat a couple of Division One schools. That's how good they are. And he had 35 points last night, hit 10 three-pointers, the school record, also had nine rebounds, like five assists. He's a special player. I mean, He's not a Division II player. Let's just say that, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but that's a steal kind of play for Lati to end up at Flagler. He's a transfer, I believe, from University of Arkansas Little Rock, and he is really good. So Flagler, good luck uh, next week in Evansville, Indiana. Three wins away from a national title. Mark Steele, by the way.
1: Never mind. I was going to say, was it Will Rackley? (laughs) No, man, Will Rackley ah, went Will to Lehigh University. He went to where? Lehigh L- Lee. Lee uh, Lehigh? University. Yeah, Lehigh University, whatever it was is. Was Rackley uh. Lehigh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was Mark Sh- Mark Shield. spelled the last name? S H sorry. S C H uh, I E C H L Shaykel. Yep, you nailed it. I was way off. Steel. <laughs> and hey, by the way, I shared a locker room with him for a long time. Don't, and he was the first. Mark end. defensive end. Yep. Was, was he in, drafted or an undrafted no undrafted guy? And do you know the the mascot of the Colorado School of the Mines?
0: Oh boy. Never heard this uh, one. before. I look over to Coach Kevin Sullivan, who's here, and see if he knew anything. Uh, it, I mean, let's just say it's Tom <laughs> Brand.
1: There, there's <laughs> he, a he said it, it
0: should be the mules. Uh, no, that's, that's, news, guess, but, uh, that's, that's a good guess, though. That's a damn good
1: guess, but no, it's but it's very on brand for them. How have a school of the mines?
0: What would be on brand? Uh, this is a new name, by the way. I've never heard this before. Something to do with coal? It's kind of. I'm not going to get it. Give it to the me.
1: The Ore Diggers. The Ore Diggers. The Ore Diggers. Like
0: <laughs> O R R? O R E. O R E. Yeah. O R E. That makes yes. sense. Ore yep. Diggers. Yeah. Yeah. Or diggers. You know what and I also, realized when I went to Colorado? I I ate on this campus. Really? really? Yeah. Was like was it? Is, is it outside of Denver? You're call you that agree? the munchies? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was outside of Denver. It's it's if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's like right kind of by Red Rocks.
0: Really. I was not far from there either then a couple of years ago. I should have visited or at least taken a picture.
1: Um, it's a Colorado School, school of the Mines, it's in, it's in Golden, Colorado. Yeah, that's exactly that where it is. That's where the uh, Coors factory is too.
0: Brother, all right, here's the
1: deal. Yeah, you got to tell the story quick. Well, we've we go got the, the biggest compliment of all time well, from, I wonder from the kids. We kid. should
0: tell that tomorrow when we can get sound to go along with it. I like your style. All right, we'll yep, hold off sorry. on the story. That's a good tease for tomorrow.
1: Business for the businessman.
0: Yeah. Yep. But, hey, uh, here's we, speaking of business, you got two things to do tomorrow. Yeah. One, fill out a bracket who you think is going to win the NCAA tournament. You got to get that in tomorrow, Coos. And the other one is maybe we should fill out like a mascot bracket. Okay. okay. Oh, like who you think is going to win in a fight? No, like who wins the tournament based on mascot? Yeah, like who's who's like yeah whatever you want to do. Okay. But I like that. And then, so you have a mascot champ, uh, champ. Like it could be like a 15 seed. Sure. Or, and uh, you got a real champ.
1: Okay. I so mean... You got homework tomorrow. tomorrow. Well, not really because the Wisconsin Badgers didn't go all the way then. Oh, my god! No one's touching... Excuse me? The Badgers? Is the most vicious animal in the kingdom. Next That's, question.
0: I'm not going off Next who question. would win a
1: fight. I'm oh, going the okay. best mascot. Oh, that, I just said the best mascot, Wisconsin Badgers. All right. We... We gotta go, Chris yeah, says. Let's go. You think about let's it all and, night. Long. Let's go right Happy now.
0: Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks to Colleen's Irish Pub, for having us out. What a day out here. Live local loud coming up next on ESPN six ninety. I'll see you on TV tonight, CBS forty seven at Fox Thirty.